Hello everyone and welcome back to the 20-something girl podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Robinson, and I am so happy you're here. Okay, welcome back to another episode, another week, another episode. Here we are. I am so excited. I think I say this every episode or every time I sit down to actually talk. Um, to just sit down and record this week's episode. If you follow the 20-something girl podcast page on Instagram, you'll know the style of episode we're doing today. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of like a Q&A style episode today, and I think it'll be really, really fun to kind of connect and kind of feel like we're talking in a way that we haven't done before. So that's what's up. That's what the majority of this episode is going to be, but I figured I would do a little week recap, you know, kind of check in, give you an update on what I've been up to the past week, even though it's nothing crazy. I didn't do anything crazy, but it definitely was like a roller coaster of a week. And I think these weeks, these types of weeks, I should say, are really important to talk about because I talk a big routine game. I talk big, you know, how to be, how to, not necessarily how to be, but how to kind of access and be on top of yourself and how to be the best version of yourself. And sometimes when we have a little bit of a roller coaster of a week, that mindset can be a little bit more difficult to tap into. So I think it's important to talk about that. It's okay to have to work a little bit harder. And it's also really relatable to have to work a little bit harder to get into a healthy or a positive mindset after maybe something's been kind of thrown your way that's was either unexpected or a little bit of a curveball, but yeah, as for my week, it was, like I said, a roller coaster of a week. It started off strong that when I sit down and record an episode and then get it up and publish it and get to connect with people right after it's up, even like if people have listened to it or X, Y, and Z, it's such a cool feeling and it really fills me with a lot of joy and I definitely felt that last week of just excitement and yeah and it makes me feel really good to kind of be continuing to do this podcast journey and put something out every week that I'm really happy with and to have those connecting conversations that I really, really appreciate after maybe you've listened to the episode or um, whatnot. But yeah, so that's definitely a highlight of last week. But you know, in the same day that I was feeling so good and so on top of things, um, something happened that kind of threw me or knocked me off my feet, if you will, and not in necessarily a really positive way. It really kind of set me back a couple steps. Like, and by a couple steps, I mean quite a few. <laughs> I don't want to say it kind of 
threw me into a slump, but it almost did. Like it really did for for a little bit just because it kind of triggered some things that didn't make me feel my best. It didn't make me feel uh, comfortable and confident almost in myself. So the reason I'm bringing it up is because I found a couple days later when I was kind of thinking about it and thinking about my week, I found it really kind of humorous that I put out a podcast episode talking about how to get out of a slump and not even 24 hours later, I kind of had to dig into that toolbox and help myself out of a slump and kind of get things back on track as soon as I could because there's really no need to sit in something that doesn't service you. I think you have to listen to yourself and I think you have to listen to those feelings and maybe that anxiety that comes up with triggering situations, but you do have to move forward and that's kind of what I did last week. I picked myself up and continued the ride, Um, (laughs) but it was definitely not planned. It was unexpected. What I'm referring to is just something that happened that was out of my control and honestly brought up a lot of unwanted feelings. And it's okay. (laughs) The reason I can move past it is because I have those tools and I have that mindset in me to bring out when these things happen. And I know I'm being really vague right now, um, but it's just, I wanted to bring it up briefly because I do feel like it's necessary to normalize a roller coaster of a week and how you can be having a great, great day and it quickly turn to a really bad day. And it kind of leads into a really not good next day. <laughs> Like, life is just that way, and I think I, I think it's really important when people talk about every side of it. I always want to keep things really positive, but I also want to keep things really realistic on here. So I really felt like I had to share that the same day I talked about slumps <laughs> and shared my tips and my mindsets and... X, Y, and Z was the same day I had to tap into that mindset for myself and pull myself out of what could be, could have been a really big slump for me. And yeah, so after (laughs) my down of the week, um, it ended up being a really great weekend and things really turned around and I chose to bring myself back up and to take steps that I know I needed to take in order to move forward in a healthy way. So yeah, you know, there's a lot of good things that happened in my week and I talk briefly about my job every here and there. Um, And luckily I have a job that's filled with a lot of love and it's really, really nice to be reminded that There is a lot of love in this world and there are a lot of good people and yeah, sometimes that's what we have to, what we have to focus on, but 
this tangent kind of <laughs> went off, but yeah, I had a nice little girls' night with one of my friends, and we're in the works of planning something really, really exciting, and it's just fun to catch up with good people, good friends over cheese board, wine, and just have that solid, good conversation. So that's kind of what my week, my weekend looked like, and yeah, and then like I said, if you're following the podcast page on Instagram at 20-something girl podcast, you would know that on Monday, yeah, so yesterday, I'm recording this Tuesday, but yesterday I put up a question box kind of introing an idea I have for this week's episode. So I'm so excited to kind of get into it and get a little bit more personal on here. And like I said, it's kind of a way to almost have a conversation with you without you being here. (laughs) So next time I do it, I know I'll do this again, but if you have any questions, any comments, any opinions that you'd like to almost like chat with me on here, please, anything, put it in the box and we'll talk. But speaking of talking, guys, I don't, I don't, I think tonight I'm feeling really rambly, but speaking of talking, I am so excited, you guys, that I have officially, um, booked, if you will, the first podcast guest. You guys, I'm so excited to have another person on here and to share a conversation that I'm so, so excited to have. This, I'll just give you a little hint into what to expect. This person is a 20-something girl and she is such an inspiration to me. I feel so connected with her and I really feel special to um, be connected in this way and to share our conversation because I know it's going to be a good one um, on the podcast. So definitely look out for that. Stay tuned. You guys, I'm so excited for what the kind of future looks like for this podcast and having conversations with people who genuinely inspire me is one of the reasons why I even wanted to do this in the first place. So the fact that the first one is about to happen, I am so, so excited. But I'll leave you with that. <laughs> with that being said, let's get into a Q&A. Let's just get started. Okay, so like I've mentioned probably like five times by now, um, I put a question box on the Instagram page and yeah, you guys kind of put questions in there, comments. A lot of these are really, really fun, different questions and I'm super excited to just talk about them, answer them, and kind of get get into it. So first things first, thank you to everyone who put in a question and a comment. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. This really means a lot to me. So the first one I wanted to start with, someone asked me um, a favorite place I've traveled to. I just thought this one was fun, lighthearted, a great way to start because I love talking about traveling. I definitely haven't been to all the places in the world. I hope to go more places 
as life goes on, but I have been to quite a few places here and there, but I, I have gone back and forth between um, Hawaii is definitely up there, you guys, for my favorite place I've traveled to. I've been there a few times now. Each trip has been different, but each trip I've left having, like, withdrawals from that place weeks later. It's just so magical, and I think it's such a treat to be able to experience the island life, if you will, <laughs> even though I know that going there and visiting isn't immersing yourself in the island life, but you definitely get on island time and it's just something that is so nice sitting on the beach in the sun, like you just can't, can't go wrong. So that is definitely where my heart goes to when I think of favorite place I've traveled to is definitely Hawaii. Another one that's up there is I've actually been to Ecuador to, this is kind of a bigger story, but to visit um, my grandparents who actually live there. Now, I have no relation to Ecuador. They just really loved the, the place. They were in a small fishing village and I feel very lucky to have gone and visited them in where they were living at the time and it was definitely something that is just completely different from our everyday life and for that I think I value it and it holds a very special place in my heart for the reasons why I traveled down there and the experiences I had there with my family just mean so much more to me than anything. So that I had to mention, I had to pick two places because that one is just definitely very, I hold that trip very close to my heart. Okay, next question I have here is what is your job now and what is your dream job? So, for those of you who don't know, my job right now, I currently work at a jewelry store. I'm in a sales and marketing position, so I am on the sales floor, um, you know, selling those anniversary, birthday gifts, everyday gifts to yourself, like, um, also wedding bands, engagement rings, everything that's kind of handled on the sales floor. And it's really, really special because it is a retail position, so you are working with anyone and everyone. <laughs> so you get to meet a lot of different people in every single situation and person and um, experience is different, which I really appreciate and I think it keeps the job very, very interesting. And I also... I'm doing marketing there, so I run the social media pages, and I also kind of just have a little bit of say and a little bit of um, a position in marketing. <laughs> That's very general, I think, but you kind of know where that goes. So yeah, so any type of 
you know, social media advertising, um, contact, stuff like that, I definitely handle for the store. And yeah, it is definitely a special place to me. Um, and I very much value everything that that store has given me and along with everyone I work with. What I've learned from them, the experiences to this date have been so, so amazing. You know, we work with engagement and couples, which is so, so fun and so special to be a part of such a special part of someone else's life. You know, someone has come to you to help them pick out one of the most significant and emotionally attached purchases that they're probably ever going to make. So that aspect of the job is unbeatable. (laughs) It's very, very special. And I really love jewelry. I love, um, I just love it. So it's very fitting and I'm very lucky to have, um, given this opportunity. I also, I will mention that I do work for my parents actually. So my parents own the store I work at and that in itself is just so special and the appreciation I have for my family and the business itself grows every single day I show up to work. It is, yeah, very special and yeah, I love it. So that's kind of a very brief version of what I do and what my job is. As for my dream job, I definitely am in the industry I want to be in. I love the jewelry industry and I'm currently in the field that say a dream job of mine would be in. I can't necessarily define a dream job, but I definitely see the future I want being achieved in this position I am in. So yeah, I think growing and progressing in the position I am in in a jewelry store and in the jewelry industry will lead me to say a dream job, whatever that looks like. I can't necessarily answer it right now, but this is the field I want to work in and this has always been my dream, for lack of better words, is being involved in my family's business in the jewelry industry and wherever that kind of takes me within the store, I think it's definitely towards a pursuit of my dream job and that is definitely, yeah, definitely in where I'm currently working. So that's really cool. Cool to think that I'm kind of going towards that dream in this industry and in this business that I, that I'm in. Okay, next question. How have you found the podcast journey so far? This is a great question, (laughs) mostly because it's, I just thank you, it's very considerate, but um, 
The podcast journey has been amazing. It's been so much fun. I don't know, it's just kind of fun to sit down and get comfortable with talking to myself and those people that are listening. I think it's such a cool experience to kind of put yourself out there and go for something that you constantly consume and constantly kind of wanted to do in the first place. I think it's really cool to feel the feeling of, okay, I'm doing it. I'm kind of putting myself out there. I'm starting something new and I'm kind of just going with the flow. I'm not holding myself to any ridiculously high standards. I'm doing it in a very me fashion and I think that's a key part of my journey I found is it has to come naturally and what I want to talk about is all up to me. (laughs) What I want to put out is me and I think that's um, been really, really fun to kind of explore and discover that as well as I know I say this, I think a lot, (laughs) but it's genuinely because I mean it. I genuinely appreciate every single person who has said, hey, I've connected with this episode. I really liked it. Or, hey, um, how is the podcast doing? I just genuinely really value that and appreciate it. So as for overall how the podcast journey is going, it's going great. And we're kind of just winging it. We're just going for it. And I think that was the whole point of it. So yeah, I'm really excited to see where this takes me in a month, five months, a year, you know, where, where it's going to go. So yeah. Okay. Next question I have here is any time management skills or tips? So time management is something I think a lot of people really struggle with. I know myself, I think if you were to check in with me five years ago, my time management was so different (laughs) than it is today. And I'm proud to say that because it's definitely grown. It's not perfect. Okay. It's not perfect, but it's growth. We are seeing growth. And one tip that comes to mind when I think time management and something that's really helped me is one, to be realistic with yourself. And what I mean by that is, okay, if something's going to take you an hour and a half to do and in your mind you're like okay if I do it really fast or if I you know kind of squeeze it I bet you I could do it in an hour and then I'll be on to the next thing sooner so then I can get 10 things in rather than maybe five and I think where being realistic with yourself comes into play is If you actually allot the appropriate amount of time that it takes to do something, you're going to find more success. At least I definitely have. And it's not led with so, it's not followed by, I should say, so many like disappointments of unchecked boxes at the end of the day. Okay, if you have realistically time for a full work day and then one extra at the end of the day or maybe at the start of your day okay that's good now you can set your next day up with 
okay, where can I fill in the blanks here without trying to squeeze it in some unrealistic time slot? I think that shift in, okay, why am I trying to tell myself something's going to take me half an hour when it's really going to take me an hour and a half to do when that doesn't service me? And that really messes up my idea of time management because I think I kind of have it all planned out and I have this full, full schedule, but in reality, it's not realistic to what I can actually accomplish. So I think that is something that I really have worked on and kind of tried to implement into my time management skills of just like, okay, how long, if I do this job right, And if I give it the energy and space it needs, how long is it really realistically going to take me? And then if I allot an hour and a half for said task, maybe give myself a half hour break after that, (laughs) you know, just to kind of reset, get in the mindset of, okay, what's the next task? Then I can move on. And I feel like organizing it in a realistic way can really help kind of not be so overwhelmed with say a busy schedule i another tip i have is recognizing your kind of productivity hours so if you're a person that's like okay i'm just gonna do this in the morning but really have a hard time getting up and getting started in the morning you're kind of setting yourself up for, okay, you're not going to want to do that. You're going to have less time to do the task and you see where I'm going. So I think something for me is, okay, if I cut my work off at this hour, I can get a good sleep. I can get actually up in the morning and achieve what I want to achieve in the morning before, say, I start my nine to five. It's just kind of getting into a comfortable, fully customized time management to you. Not to anyone else and how everyone else works. Because if you have 10 million things on your plate, okay, how are we going to fit all of that in realistically without losing the quality of my work and also the quality of like my life? <laughs> so... I think being really realistic with yourself and how you function and realistic on how long it's actually going to take to do stuff (laughs) is two of my big tips for that. I think this next question is really relevant (laughs) to my past week and I think everyone can kind of benefit off of any advice this question can give but someone asked how do you pick yourself up after a bad day and I think one of my biggest tips and how I really do pick myself up after a bad day is finding that reset mode finding a way to kind of accept what happened and accept the day as it was good, bad, whatever it was, if you were handed just a awful day and you get home from work and you're like, okay, that 
was so bad. (laughs) I think finding a way to, okay, leave that at the door. Don't try not and bring it, try not to bring it home with you, even though it's going to follow you home and it's going to come home with you, but kind of take a moment to reset. You know, after like in the beginning of this episode, I talked about how I had a really bad day one day last week and I came home and luckily I was coming home to a really supportive partner who knew what was going on and could kind of sit with me in the moment and help me, you know, let it pass. But sometimes you're not coming home to a supportive person or family or friends. Sometimes we do come home alone and have to kind of sit in that bad day by ourselves. But I really encourage you to find what resets you. And if that's getting into your pajamas and kind of calling it a day as soon as you get home from work at like 6.30, if your day's over by 6.30, that's okay. You're allowed to take the night and reset so that it doesn't carry on and come into the next day with you. You know, I think those moments of reset can be getting into your pajamas and watching a really good feel-good show, you know, a comfort show, a movie you've seen a million times that you know you like the ending of, or resetting by literally taking a bath or a shower and taking that moment to just let it out of you, you know? I think those are little things that you can really pick yourself up after a bad day with. You know, when I came home the other day to a really supportive partner and a happy dog, it was like, okay, I am going to work through this and I'm going to get through this and it's going to be okay. But I can also do that by myself when I am just coming home to myself and say, okay, my day is done. (laughs) It ends here and we're going to reset tonight in order to go into tomorrow feeling better. I think sometimes accepting the bad day as it is can be really powerful. I don't think sitting in it and taking it to the next day and taking that energy to the next, to the next, to the next, and letting it drag on, it's a lot easier said than done sometimes. Sometimes when something really bad happened at work, You go home, you're able to reset, and then when you're in the same environment the next day, it's like, okay, it really takes a lot to consciously make the decision to, okay, today is a new day. I did my reset, and it's not going to be the same that's today, you know? So I think those are reminders that we need to tell ourselves. I know, like, for myself, last week, I had a bad night. Okay, then the day after wasn't great. I reset the night before, but the day after wasn't great either. So it did have a lingering feeling of I'm not the best version of myself today. But I think being understanding with yourself and knowing if you had a really tough situation, say the night before, knowing that okay, it's understandable to be off today. You don't always have to be on. 
but at some point you have to okay it happened and we're moving forward i'm giving myself a moment of grace and acknowledging those feelings and the bad day situation whatever it may be and then we're gonna move on we're gonna reset and we're gonna move on because not every day is gonna be gonna be bad okay you guys i have a couple more questions here so one being what are qualities you look for in friends slash those you surround yourself with so something that instantly comes to mind for me is supportive i really value supportive people whether and that can look like so many different things and for every person and every individual being supportive and showing support looks different but i really value i really value that in someone um like a friend or someone i definitely surround myself with i think another one that comes to mind is genuine (laughs) i think that is one of the top tier qualities in people that i really look for and also really value is i want to surround myself with people who genuinely mean what they say genuinely feel what they act upon you know just their intentions are always pure and true to themselves and that is something that i really really value especially in friendships you know, I think I think it's a lot of people can say the same that we don't look for you know fake friends. <laughs> we look for genuine people who we feel that strong real connection with and we can kind of go from there. I think supportive, genuine are two top top qualities of mine for people that I surround myself with. I think another point I want to say with this question is I often really am in tune with how someone makes me feel when I'm around them. So if I, you know, hang out with a person or I'm around a person and I leave that interaction feeling filled up, like full, I really, really value that, you know, I think that feeling of leaving an interaction full kind of correlates to that person or a friend being genuine and supportive and kind of there for you, right? And listening and being attentive in said interaction. So those are a couple things I definitely look for in friends and people I surround myself with. I think it would be really interesting to kind of dive a little deeper into adult friendships and what those kind of look like and navigating our way through it because I think it's such a real thing right now, especially in our 20-something years, to at some point maybe be a little bit lost in, okay, what do I value in a friend and what do I want the people I surround myself with? How do I how do I want to make them feel and how do I want to feel when I'm around them? I think that would be such an interesting topic and I really 
do see it in the future on the podcast. So let me know if you that's something that you would be interested in, in talking and hearing about is kind of navigating adult friendships because they are so different than, you know, high school friendships that you have so much time and you're kind of thrown into, you know, friendships left and right where adult friendships it gets harder and you really see the people who put effort in and show up when it matters and x y and z so i really i really do want to talk about that definitely within the upcoming episodes that's been a topic that's on my mind so let me know if that's something you kind of want to talk about with me Okay, the last question I think I want to end on and I kind of want to wrap this episode up with is someone asked, what experience has taught you the most about yourself slash helped you grow? Now, I've been thinking about this question since I saw it pop up in the question box. (laughs) I think it's such a good question and I really don't think I have an answer. I think I have a hodgepodge of answers that there are life experiences that definitely have affected why I am the way I am today and, you know, affected my personal growth. And I think that it's so interesting and I think it's good to kind of sit in that place with yourself to think about what experiences have taught you and what are really influential things that have happened in your life that made you grow into this version of yourself that you are right now and the more I keep thinking about it the more my answer kind of shifts and changes but I think one that I definitely know has taught me about myself and pushed me to grow is definitely when I made the decision to drop out of college and completely shift what I was doing, move home, and start my job at the jewelry store. That moment was definitely very pivotal in my life and that, I think, time frame where all of that happened in my life was pivotal in my self-discovery, self-love journey. Without that moment, I don't think the events that followed would have, one, ever happened, and two, wouldn't have led me down the growth path I chose to take myself on. Because when you're at a moment of, you know, in transition, you are... I had a lot of support around me and I had a lot of people and a lot of external support. But when you're in a moment of transition like that, I think your internal support really shows how much you're there for for yourself really shows. And I think when maybe that portion of yourself is lacking, it really pushes yourself to grow. And that's what I found it did for me. Now, I there are so many situations and experiences that have kind of built up to 
who I am today, but that is one that always sticks out in my mind where, okay, that was just a turning point for me and it taught me a lot about myself and it taught me a lot about how much work I can show myself in order to grow because that's what it did (laughs) when I wasn't sure of anything. I wasn't sure of my path. I wasn't sure of myself. I wasn't sure of who I was at all. I think being able to make that decision, knowing that what I was doing wasn't servicing myself and wasn't, wasn't where I needed to be, it felt wrong. Recognizing that and having no idea what I was doing, like I said, what I was doing, who I was, who I wanted to be, but knowing that what I was doing didn't align with whatever that may look like was definitely a moment and experience that helped me become this version of myself because I wouldn't be here if I had stayed and been miserable for x amount of years in college you know so I think that's one moment that definitely comes to mind when I think about that question but like I said I've been thinking about that question for a couple days now I guess (laughs) and I I think it's really interesting to kind of just think about different questions like that and what does make me who I am and what experiences kind of attributed that so yeah I honestly I didn't know if I was going to be able to answer that one because I didn't have clear clear answer even when I started recording this I was like "Hmm, I'm not quite sure where I want to take that question but right now today that's my answer that is an experience that definitely shaped me or helped shape me into this current version of me. (laughs) So yeah, with that being said, that's kind of the last question I have here that I wanted to talk about. And yeah, once again, thank you so much for asking questions and creating this conversation with me on this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I hope if you're listening, you like this style and kind of feel like you got to know me a little bit more, maybe more on a personal level. Um, And let me know if you, yeah, this is kind of a style you like to listen to and if we should do it again. Any feedback, like you know, I genuinely appreciate it. So yeah, let's talk. And yeah, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I am so, so excited for an upcoming guest episode, the first guest of the 20-something girl podcast. I'm so excited, you guys, so I can't wait to share that conversation with you guys. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week, and yeah, bye guys.